Well, we're very excited to have this man on the line right now, the former NRL star and the face of No Limit Boxing. It is George Rose. Thanks for joining us uh, bright and early on a Sunday, George. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Mate, we're super excited to have you on. As a, as a guy that um, we've had on our list for a while, as a non-competing uh, athlete, you were high up there, mate. So we really do appreciate you coming on and having a chat today. Just, uh, I guess, for the listeners out there that have been uh, sitting under a rock or living under a rock, what's, co- what's coming up that's got us excited and got you at uh, No Limit so excited, mate, with Tim Zoo? Well, look, we're absolutely over the moon that, that on March 12th, Tim Zoo will be fighting for the interim WBA world title here in Australia in Sydney against Tony Harrison. Now, Tim Zhu is, is uh, without a doubt, our, our, our big star of Australian boxing. He's, um, he's been climbing the ranks over the last few years. He's the son of the great Kostya Zhu, and he is now um, poised to become a, a world champion fighting against Tony Harrison. How excited are you, mate? How Well, not excited, I guess, because obviously he was scheduled to fight Charlo last month over in Vegas. Injury uh, forced the uh, cancellation of that bout. But in a strange kind of way now, you get this massive event here in Australia on our home turf. So how do you feel about how the, the cards have fallen on this one? Yeah, of course. Look, we, we love doing events here in Australia. We love it. We were, I'll, I'll be honest, we were, we were really bloody excited about going to Vegas. Like we were, uh, everyone was excited about going to Vegas because, um, I mean, if you've seen Tim's progression over the last few years, he he was due to go overseas during that whole COVID period. He was he was ready to go. He was ready to to take on them international fights. But because of the the restricted travel during COVID, um, it didn't end up eventuating. So as soon as we got out of that, and then the opportunity comes to fight in Vegas for the undisputed world title against Jamel Charlo, it was um it, it was so exciting. Everyone was pumped. Tim's training camp was perfect. Um, everything was was aligned really well, and then um, Charlo gets injured. Um, luckily enough, in a in a short period, we've been able to turn it around um, and get the fight here in Australia. Bring bring a um, you know an international star in Tony Harrison over here to Australia on such a short turnaround. We're 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 pumped about that because we do like I said, we do love doing events here in Australia. So it's still. I think in a roundabout way, I think it's going to end up for the better anyway. Yeah, you're probably right with that, mate. But, you know, you mentioned going over to Vegas. I think if you, if you had have gone over and beaten Charlo in Vegas, not only is it from a personal sense an amazing achievement for Tim, but it also helps with that world recognition, doesn't it? I mean, if he beats Tony Harrison in Australia, it's fantastic. But sometimes when you do it on that bigger sort of scale, Vegas, sort of one of the homes of boxing, I think that also helps sort of legitimise him with a lot of the people that still might not 100% know who he is on that world scale. We obviously do, and the people in the know do, but sometimes when you fight overseas and have a big win, it, it does wonders for the actual, uh, I guess, the the overall package of who, who the fighter is. 100%, and, and I think the perfect thing about uh, the way that it was was happening was, is, is you know, we were sneaking in the back door. We were, we were sneaking up on Charlo. You know, he's thinking, you know, he obviously knows who Tim is, but um, a lot of the American fighters don't respect Australian fighters and, and don't respect um, what they've done to get to where they're at. Yeah. Um, so it was going to be perfect to be able to sneak in the back door, um, bust up Charlo, become the undisputed world champion, and then um, and then everybody's on notice and everybody <laughs> realises the star that Tim is. Now, a, a win over Tony Harrison um, will still uh, give him massive 
massive credibility in the states. Of course. Um, but again, it's you know it, it probably takes a little bit of that um, sneaky factor that we had in our favour <laughs> where we were able to we were going to be sneaking up on Charlo. But um, it's still on the cards. It's still absolutely on the cards after a win over Tony Harrison um, to to head over there and, and fight Charlo in Vegas. George, Michael, Tamura here. So one thing I give you and the team a lot of credit for is essentially the fact that, you know, once Charlo was injured, you guys have been able to turn this around effectively on six at maximum seven weeks notice, be able to structure the card. And not just that, you're working in with American TV. So the main portion of the card's kicking off at essentially midday on Sunday, March 12. What kind of logistical challenges have you and the team had in structuring such an amazing event on that kind of time frame? Uh, where do I start? It's, uh, <laughs> it was, um, I mean, it was, it was a, a big idea. Um, I, I think that we're really lucky in that over the last, over the last 12 to 18 months, we've had, we've had a few really difficult situations with events. We've had, um, uh, with, with one of Tim's fights, we had his opponent pull out, six days before the fight um, yes. with a, an event in Brisbane. We had um, the floods roll through Brisbane and flooded the venue that we were, mm-hmm. that we were going to be using. And, and we turned around um, on, on 24 hours. Uh, we, we were able to get a new venue, new night and, um, and everything rolled out smoothly. So I think the experience that we've been able to gain in the last, in the last 18 months with, with some, some big things going against us, it prepared us to be able to, be agile, um, get these events up and running quick. We've got a really good team um, working on it. And, um, and, and again, I've got to thank the fighters um, themselves who have taken fights on this card because this undercard is, is really quite impressive. It's a great domestic card. And, um, yeah, yeah, look, I, I just can't give, give enough credit to, to the No Limit team for what we've been able to do on a, in a short space in being, being able to get a, a good venue um, and, and what's going to be a fantastic event. It's an incredible event that you guys have managed to get together on short notice. It's probably, some are saying, the best card in Australian boxing history, like top to bottom. It is very exciting. What fights are you most excited for on this card? Because I know we've had a few friends of our pod, head splitter Isaac Hardman. He's in a great fight up against... Uh, who have we got there? Rowan Murdoch. You've got Benny Marnie fighting as well. A lot of exciting up-and-comers as well. So which fights do you reckon you know the fans at home should be most excited for on this card? Look, uh, to be honest, I, I think every fight. Every every fight brings something different. Um, we've got we've got Paulo Acuso fighting Yoneski um, Gonzalez in, in what is a really, really difficult fight. And if Paulo wins that, it really, you know, uh, it makes a big statement for, for him. Um, on what he's trying to do in his division right now. Sam Goodman's got a very tough fight fighting a former world champion. Um, and then obviously the matchups, those two matchups that you mentioned, Isaac Hardman and Rowan Murdoch, two guys that I, I really like. I really like both of them. Um, both got a great reputation here in Australia and they're taking a fight against each other. They're, you know, they're the top guys in, in their in their divisions and um, for them to be taking that fight, I think that's going to be a really exciting fight to watch. Uh, as will um, Benny Mani and and Carl Mazzudia. Now they're the they're the next two best super welterweights in the country underneath um, underneath Tim Zhu. So um, they're fighting for for the, for the reputation of who's the best in the country in the super welterweight division. So 
um, outside of Tim, obviously. But but they're two really good fights that, that I think are, are the chance of being fight of the night, um, along with, you know, Paulo, Sam, Nikita's on the fight. I was going to say, well, Nikita as well. He'll be looking Nikita, to upstage Nikita, his brother. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Well, well, I mean, I'm excited about all these fights. And then, obviously, Nikita. I love watching Nikita fight yeah. because he's so different to Tim. Mm. He's so unpredictable. And, um, look, I, I just never know what Nikita's going to bring. So, it's um, I love watching Nikita fight too. Excitement. You can be guaranteed he's going to bring excitement, isn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's got that power. He's got that power that... Um, you know, you don't know when he's going to unleash it. And you see a lot of hate, you know, because of his opportunity from people that aren't even boxers, just this social media craze where everyone has a, you know, a voice now. But the, the kid, what he hasn't even had, he's had a handful of fights. I mean, he's, he's been put on the, the big scale and he's dealt with the pressure. I mean, a lot of other fighters get to come through. And I was speaking to Mike on the way in today. Like A lot of fighters get to sort of massage their way to a sort of 10-0, and 11-0 car. Uh, record this this kid's been put on national you know scope from basically the outset and seemingly handled it with a lot of maturity and grace so he's only going to get better and on a big card like that i've got no doubt he's going to really try and sort of stop some of the hate online that he's receiving and show them that he's actually there on on merit for a boxer and not because of his father yeah absolutely and and like you said um a guy like nikita this early in his career would be would be fighting someone who's 0 and 7, not someone 7 and 0. So he's been fighting undefeated guys. He's been fighting um, well well rated, well ranked guys um, from the get go. And, and not only that, like you said, to do it in the spotlight as well. That's right. Um, a lot of guys usually get to fight on on smaller cards and you know earn their earn their stripes on the smaller cards and um, not in the spotlight, not under the pressure and and um, as well as you know the pressure that he carries with with his name and with his brother's reputation, his father's reputation. So mm. uh, he takes everything in his stride. And, and I, I, I think that's probably a big benefit for him in, in how he's approaching his career is that he's, um, you know, he's a, a really easygoing type person. So yeah, absolutely. So it makes it a lot easier for him. Now, George, mate, no limit boxing. Let's talk a little bit about it. Clearly, you guys, in our opinion and a lot of people's opinion, you're the you're the pioneers, like the uh, the preeminent boxing promotion company in the country today. But it hasn't always been that clearly. Uh, take us back to sort of the start, the beginning of the company, and where you and your brothers come from. Because I think you've come from the Dubbo RSL to your first show to now, you know, the biggest stadiums in the country. So, just take us through what the the, the plan was when you guys got this together and what you thought you could uh, do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's been a fun journey. Um, uh, look, it's not something that we that we were initially planning on doing. Um, uh, initially, when it started out, we were helping a few boxers out with um, trying to get fights, and and uh, at the time, it was just really hard to get them fights. So um, we ended up putting our own show on, so that we, you know, that we had a show to put them on, and um, you know, that was at the Double RSL. It went pretty good went pretty good and so we thought we'll do it again mm-hmm. um and the next one was a little bit better and uh we we learn a bit more each time we we, we knew what we liked because i mean I've, I've followed sport my whole life i've been around sport my whole life and and i love entertainment i love combining the two so mm. um for us it was about you know creating events that we enjoyed creating putting fights together that that we wanted to see and within within five shows, I think we're at the Horden Pavilion and uh, live on Fox Sports, and and I think it was one of the one of the highest uh, viewed viewed shows 
uh, in history that we did then. So since then, we've just keep kept kept working on our on putting together really good, entertaining shows and and putting together good fights, and that's been um, the thing that we've we've really focused on. And um, I know a lot of people might think that it happened overnight, but it's um, it's been a ten year grind to get to where we're at now. It's, it was it was 2013 when we did that first show back in Dubai RSL. So a lot um, of um, a lot of people often just see the uh, the end result, mate, don't they? They don't see what goes into it. But from looking from afar, it, it's got to be, I guess, your professionalism, the way you guys have done it from the start to now, because you seemingly get a, if not all, a lot of the best guys wanting to work with you guys, and your events from um, seeing some live and also seeing them on. Um, different networks, and they always run seamlessly. So that must be something that you guys set out to do, to be sort of, uh, I guess, back back up what you say to the fighters and put on a great show for the fans. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's what, that was what we have always tried to do is, is be true to our word. If we can't deliver on something, we can't deliver on something. Yeah. But if we can, we'll do our best to deliver, it on, deliver on it the absolute best that we can. And um, we try to do right by the fighters every opportunity that we can. Um, and you know, again, try to try to make the best events that that, that we absolutely can. And I think um, that that honesty and, and integrity, I think, has helped us um, build build the brand and build the, the events over the years, and yeah. um, build build the loyalty with some of the the fighters in taking opportunities. And um, you know, everybody's on a different journey. And boxing, boxing is one of the toughest sports to work in. I think it doesn't matter whether you're the the promoter, the fighter, the trainer, the manager, whatever you might be, it's a very hard sport. So I respect everyone who's in the in the sport because you know most people are, are are in around here for the for the passion for boxing and for for how much we love the sport. Yeah. Um. You know, I think it shows with with a lot of people in the sport too. Absolutely, George. I wanted to say as well that in all my dealings with yourself, your brothers, and the No Limit team. One thing that I've found is you guys are very straightforward to deal with in terms of brokering deals on these big events. So on this event, of course, I manage Rowan Murdoch. I manage TJ Doney, who's facing Sam Goodman. And I found that once the numbers are worked out, the rest all flows, all the promotion, the publicity, everything builds well for the events. And so you guys are in a commanding position. Like Mako said before, you are the preeminent promoter in the country right now, and deservedly so. You also have exclusivity with the Fox Sports dates over the next few years. Can you enlighten us as to how that's going to play out and what kind of structures you're looking to implement as time rolls on? Yeah, so for, so for us, it's um, and, and thank you again for for both Rowan and TJ. I think they're um, because like, like you said, they're very tough fights, and you know not everybody would take these fights. So. Uh, the fact that both guys were able to to reach an agreement and, and get it done is is awesome for for us, um, for them, and and for the Australian public. So um, that's fantastic. As far as the Fox deal goes, it's something that we we earned that over what we've done in in the past few years with our shows. We put a lot of effort into making sure that we can put the best best product that we can uh, on TV, both a live experience and and on TV and. Um, Fox Sports has been a great partner. I think it's a, it's a really good um, a really good partnership, a really good synergy that we've got with them at the moment. Over the next three years, uh, we'll be looking at putting on um, up to fourteen shows a year through through Fox Sports, and um, we just want to keep growing growing boxing in the country, keep putting on good shows, 
keep putting on entertaining shows that more and more people will continue to tune into and um, create, create avenues for for our upcoming boxers to be able to to have the opportunity to fight fight on TV as well and um, and obviously keep delivering them big shows with with our stars who, who sit at the top at the moment. We've actually had a text roll in, George. They want to know your thoughts on the whole YouTube boxing phenomenon. They've said, for example, when it first popped up, we had guys like Eddie Hearn adamantly against it. Flash forward a couple of years to today and they're promoting it themselves. Probably ties in a little bit <laughs> with yourself, a little bit with like the Paul Gallon and the rugby player stuff. You probably cop a lot of heat from some people for, you know, promoting that stuff. And they go, oh, come on, let's concentrate on the real boxing. But having that type of stuff at the top of the card opens the door for all these other young blokes coming up on the same card. So what are your thoughts on not only what you guys do with rugby, but the YouTube stuff, the Jake Pauls and all this kind of stuff as well? It's probably good for the sport overall, I reckon. Well, the beauty of boxing is your, your popularity is decided by how many people watch you. So if if 20 million people are tuning in to watch Jake Paul fight, then, you know, he deserves to get paid and deserves to do what he's doing yes. um, based on the fact that he's got that many people tuning in. And it's a it's the same, um, like like you said, with the, the rugby league fighters, is that, you know, half of the flack that, that we'd cop about putting on a rugby league fight are from people who only tuned in to watch that rugby league fight <laughs> and they're name-dropping someone that they saw on the show that they said, why don't you promote these young boxers? Exactly. Yeah, name a few for us. Name a few. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I saw so-and-so on Paul Gallant's card. You saw him on Paul Gallant's card. <laughs> great. That's fantastic. Yeah. We've done our job there. So um, they're able to create a platform. They're able to draw in eyeballs for, for us to, you know, to keep building our, our great young Australian boxers because – we do have a lot of great fighters in this country. It's just not always easy to cut through in in mainstream media and and be able to get the support behind them. And um, whatever way we can we can as a promoter, any way that we can bring attention to our fighters and and put more eyeballs on them, then we'll look at doing it. So um, as far as the YouTube guys go, yeah. A lot of them are terrible fighters. A lot of them are terrible fighters. Um, I'm also a terrible fighter, but I stay clear of the ring. We're shocking um, fighters, mate. So we can all be we can all be terrible <laughs> fighters together. Absolutely, we'll all sit around and, and, and talk about boxing and <laughs> fighters. But um, you know, if it's if it's good for the sport, it's good for the sport. That's right. And you mentioned like all the up and coming fighters you've. You haven't just rested on this card. You, I saw you had a, a midweek uh, little sort of. Uh, media jaunt with Ben Damon and Jeff Fennick, and you've got uh, Brock yeah. Jarvis on a, just a beautiful midweek car just to throw in a little bit more value for the the fans at home, mate. Yeah, of course. So, you know, this is, a, again, we want to look at what we can do differently this year. We've got the exclusive deal with Fox. We want to see what we can do differently. And this this small um, studio-style show made made for TV, um, you know, there'll be, there'll be roughly 300 people in the building, but... Predominantly, it's made for TV, and and that's what we're looking at with our No Limit on Fox events for this year. Um, headlined by Brock Jarvis making yeah. his return after after the um, defeat to Lamparo, but um, really excited for Brock to be getting back in the ring. We've we've also got a couple other cracker fights on that card as well, so um, it's going to be a good one to tune into and and have a nice little entree for. Um, for what comes through the the following Sunday. Super excited. We uh we blew the budget here on the radio show going over to Perth for the UFC a couple of weeks ago. So we can't get up for the uh, Tim Zoo fight in two weeks, which I'm a bit flat about, mate. Yeah. But any chance you guys have got any events scheduled for Melbourne at all this time 
you know, some part during the year? We we're absolutely we will come down to Melbourne this year. It's um it it will happen. It will happen. We were looking at doing it last year, um, and a few things uh, went against us, and and we couldn't get it done before the end of the year. But uh, Melbourne's absolutely on our cards, and and uh, oh, the thing I love about Melbourne is people turn up for sporting events there, and yes. it's a it's a it's a really good sporting city. Um, and plus, there's a heap of there's a heap of Melbourne boxing talent as well. There's a heap of local talent there, so we really want to get down there and and be able to put on um, put on a show. And hopefully, it goes well, and we can keep coming back regularly. Yeah, we'd love that, mate. Now, I think our wives would love that too if we didn't have to travel all around <laughs> Australia to go and see events. But look, look George, we've uh, we've absolutely loved having you on this morning, mate. And you've been very generous with your time. We're so pumped. I know the listeners and all of Australia are pumped for uh, for Tim Zoo's fight with Tony Harrison in two weeks' time, March 12 at Kudos Arena in Sydney. Mate, do you want to leave us with uh, with one last comment? Look, for anyone who can't make it up for the fight, you know, it's, it's available live on uh, Fox Sports uh, main event and KO Sports across the country. So no matter where you're at, whether you're at the beach or you're you're out at the kids' sport. You can you can tune in on your phone through Ko Sports. So it's um it's going to be an absolute cracker card. So I think it's going to be a fantastic week of boxing and a, and a fantastic week for boxing. So beautiful, mate. Thanks so much for joining Thanks us. Again. Mate. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate it. Good, Good on you, mate. mate. Cheers.